Welcome back to another edition of Thoughtful Thursday, episode number 17. Uh, We were going to go back to our sermon series, but we all decided that we wanted to just continue with the staff DNA conversation because some people at this table thought it might feel like too much of a cliffhanger and we didn't want anybody to feel that way those are the two people also the sermon series so it wasn't me because because <laughs> nick wasn't a part wasn't, of the conversation i wasn't there he left he wasn't feeling good i'm actually right. super bummed we're not talking about this sermon series but my tum tum maybe we will we've done this to ourselves we may decide that yeah. we're going to it'll be fine all right so we established before the episode we always have a conversation before the we actually start recording uh we're gonna be doing some freewheeling today all right. They did not believe me that that was a real thing. I had to prove to them that it was. And I believed you. I said, I'm sure it's a thing. Last week, we talked about three staff DNA. All right. We talked about the team. We talked about 5% living. And we talked about have the crucial conversation. Quick question. Yes. What is the plural of DNA? Is it DNA or is it? That seems right. I don't know. You said we talked about three staff DNA. And I was like, is it? Well, I, we I think it's DNAs? just, I think it's DNA. DNA is one thing made up of many parts. Like if oh, I was like, yeah. I bet Nick's DNA gave him that great hair. You wouldn't say his DNAs. So we talked about three parts of our <laughs> DNA. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Of our DNA? Because that's a different thing than just DNA, scientifically speaking. <laughs> our DNA? Not our DNA. <laughs> I know. Gosh. <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what he was doing. I was like, how is our DNA different? All right, so we're going to leave this up to chance, how we pick the next three that we talk about. Also, we're recording two episodes a day, so if we're wearing the same clothes, not if, we are wearing the same clothes <laughs> for the next two episodes. We're not just weird people we that wear the same clothes <laughs> every day. We're just recording two today. So you and I could switch shirts. I could turn mine around and the sweat stain on my back would make my shirt look different. <laughs> Gross. Mm. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, so we are going to let Nick, you're going to pick one. Ooh. And then I have this magic eight ball my kids got from Arby's. <laughs> Whatever you say, we're going to let the magic eight ball decide if that's when we're doing or not. If not, oh we're going gosh. to the next person. Wow. We spend the first 15 minutes of yeah. the podcast I'll just, episode. I'll just, just say whatever you say. <laughs> no, don't do that. Okay. Um, I would like to talk about wow, not how. Wow, not how. That's a good one. Wow. All right, here we go. Yeah. Wow. The suspense is killing me. Signs point to yes. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I see? <laughs> also, they got this at Arby's? Mm-hmm. I'm slightly disappointed that you let your kids play with occult items. <laughs> with magical <laughs> items. <laughs> it's not even a, like a good magic eight ball. It's, I don't know about you, but in my house Arby's. growing up, I, that was on the same oh, level as mm-hmm. a Ouija board yes. and d and <laughs> I think uh, if I got one of those from a fab food, <laughs> from a from fast, a fast food, food place. From a fast food place as a kid, I would have lost my mind. That would have been the coolest oh, no. thing oh, yeah. ever. That would have been incredible. Oh, yeah. I love the good. It's pretty amazing. Table. Yeah. So, wow, not how. And this is a. Uh, I'm just going to start the conversation. Yeah, go ahead, I'm man. You picked really it. Really positive. Yeah, you picked that, it. Uh, eight ball roll. So, this is honestly every single 
one of our staff DNA. I like it's something that we all live by and that we all love. And so each one is unique and special. But uh, this one is one that's super fun for me um, because there's uh, two different types of people generally. I think there's wow people that dream and are like, let's do this big, awesome thing. And then there's how people that are like, cool. How in the world are we going to make it happen? And so we want to be a team that starts with wow. We don't want to be a team that house things to death. Um, big things happen when we start with wow. And, and this has been, I think, especially early on, one of the funniest ones, I think, one that we <laughs> laughed a lot about. Um, <laughs> Because we have one particular team member. Let's not name any names. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, that really struggles with the wow. Um, and to be fair, I think that I struggle with the how. the how. So, And so early on, when we're trying to adopt this wow, not how kind of uh, value, <laughs> they would say things in staff meeting like, well, first of all, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I we just, can't do that. <laughs> um, but I don't know. that It is one of those things that um, I just look back on with a lot of fondness of like. That like, definitely has become a tagline. Oh, yeah. no. First of all, first wow. Of all, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you have a dumb idea. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's just like, oh, Mike's talking again. Like, first of all, Wow. <laughs> Second but of all, we have five days. You're a moron. <laughs> we have five days and five dollars. Yeah. First of all, wow, that is a really cool toy. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it, it it's a, a value where we as a staff are doing a couple things. One, thinking outside of the box. Two, maybe relying more on the Holy Spirit than our own power. Because I think that there's things that we've done over the yeah. years since implementing this value that I don't think anybody around our table would go, oh, yeah, I don't think we can do that. Um, the microphone's pointing to your chin, by the way. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> like this. He's <laughs> using your larynx. Hey, guys, my name is Nick. <laughs> would you love me if I couldn't use my vocal cords? Probably more. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't why know why do you – I'll thoughts. open this up. Why do you think – it's important. And maybe someone watching goes, I don't think that's important. That's not a value for me. Yeah. That's cool. So I think you're wrong. But why do you think starting with wow is important? So I think, um, I don't want to say this. Um, so I think one of the big ideas here with this is, um, first of all, you need to have the right people and a diverse group of people around the table. Um, you want anyone that's at that table to feel like they have a voice and think about this, like in, in your own life, if you are an idea giver, even if it's to your family, Hey, we should go do this. We should do this. We should do this. And the answer is always no. What happens? They stop giving. You, you shut down, mm -hmm. you quit giving ideas. Right. So in a, in a leadership environment, in an organization, if you have a team member who's consistently giving ideas and always being shut down, you're going to silence that voice. And, and I think that's a, a critical misstep as a leader uh, to not empower the people at the table, get more people to the table. Um, but if you're silencing their voice, that's a, that's a big problem. And I love um, Andy Stanley talked about this idea of like, 
as the leader, your job is not to have all the ideas. And I think maybe we get like, we think about a Steve jobs and we think, Oh, that guy was brilliant. He was creative. He came up with all these insane things. And so we have in our mind that our job as the leader is to be the brilliant point person that everyone follows and says, Oh, Mike's brilliant. And he's coming up with all these great ideas, <laughs> but our job is, as Can we cut that sound clip and just <laughs> make that my ringtone, please. <laughs> Mike's brilliant. Mike's brilliant. That Go would ahead. be good. Um, anyways. Yeah. So our job as leaders is not to be the ones that come up with those ideas, but to, to sit around the table, have conversations, get good ideas from good people and recognize them whenever they come up. Mm -hmm. And if you're always starting with the logistics of how can we implement that? How can we do that? You're, you're just going to kill things before, and you're going to kill people before they ever really get going. Yeah. I mean, you have to get to the how at some point. Yeah. Like the how how conversation has to take place because like I know there's some analytical people watching just their skin's crawling right now because it's like oh great a bunch of people just sitting around talking about these big ideas and we're not we don't actually have a way to do it so yeah it's important to get to the how but our thing is just leading with the wow it's funny because I feel like I'm good at this here and I'm really bad at it at home Mm. like I, and I don't know why that is. I'm like, even just as I'm sitting here thinking through that, I'm like, well, that's really weird. Why, why would I be that way here, but not that way at home? My wife would tell you, I am a how not wow at home for sure. Mm-hmm. And here I'm not that way. So that's not a thing. That's just a confession. <laughs> Do you think sometimes, and I'm not saying this is, I'm not saying this to answer your question about why not at home, but sometimes if you're the one that has to do all the how, Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then, like that, just makes you overwhelmed. Or yeah, whatever. and not want to do the wow. Yeah, and some of it might be passion too. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is more my passion than a home renovation project. Yeah. So I'm like, oh wow, this stuff. Right. But like the the stuff where it's like, oh, we should, you know, put this new light fixture. I'm not like, wow. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How could that possibly ever get done? Yeah. How are you going to get someone else to do that? Yeah. I think it's important just to empower our volunteers as well. Um, like I'm just thinking, I can't give exact, you know, examples, but just various times when even like small group leaders or hosts or storytellers over in, uh, for the elementary, um, you know, maybe they would be like, hey, I want to do this for my class, or I was thinking I would do this for the game instead. And I would be like, yeah, awesome. Like, I love that people want to put their own wow into something. And yeah. it's not just, no, it has to be my wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else on that? That one's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think it's just a great, great tool to empower people. Let me, let me just uh, maybe wrap up this one by asking the question, like if somebody um, out there was like, man, this is a cool value I want to implement in my family or maybe even at work or something like that, how would they do it? You can't do it in your family. No, we established that. <laughs> Mike can anyways. I think there's a big one with your kids. Your kids are going to have ridiculous ideas. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, you know how kids are. They just say the most off-the-wall things. My, a couple of my kids' brains kind of work like mine, a little more entrepreneurial, so they always have these, like, ideas to make money. Mm-hmm. And just look for ways 
to be able to wow it and um help them with that and i don't know if that's what you're asking but like this last week i took the girls to angola i had to get something and they wanted to go to hobby lobby and of course they saw all the stuff and it was like oh we can make these things and Mm -hmm. sell them and i'm like in my mind i'm like i know how this is gonna go Mm -hmm. like it's gonna be dumb the thing you make people get a sympathy by it and i get to do all the work (laughs) so lily had an idea with these like little zipper pouches with these iron-on patches and i was like okay yeah i i had a, a moment in hobby lobby where i was like i can say no to this and say just go get a craft to do on your own you know she had 40 she had 40 dollars to spend from her birthday had a girl and she was like well i want this is what i want to do i want to make these and sell them and i'm like do i let her waste her 40 dollars on this thing or do i steer her a different way i was like you know what if it goes south the lessons learned Mm -hmm. it's a simple thing to do it's just an iron-on patch i was like well how much do you want to sell them for ten dollars i'm like nobody's gonna pay ten dollars for these so she made eight of them sold them in an hour at ten dollars a piece she doubled her money (laughs) yeah and immediately she goes so now i could go buy more stuff and i'm like oh crap now i'm now i'm pulled into a business here (laughs) i'm marketing i'm sales i'm all of it (laughs) break out the iron net i think it's important though that you let her have the wow and even wow doesn't mean that this is automatic success Mm -hmm. sometimes wows don't end up the way we thought and that's okay yeah it's okay to have more wows that yeah well her sister was annoyed with her wow because she was like well our stuff that we made isn't as cool as that so now our stuff's not going to sell and they were like i was like just wow you know first off wow I think, Nick, it, um, a lot of it comes down to just thinking through what's the end goal? Like, what are we trying to create? What kind of um, what kind of culture even within our family are we trying to create? What's the outcome that we want for our kids? Do we want our kids to have crushed little spirits, mm-hmm. you know, who are scared and fearful of um, all the things that will probably go wrong and and not willing to take risk and not willing to to put themselves out there. I think about like, I mean, my kids are older now, college and senior in high school. And the things that they're asking for are more like, hey, can we go do this? Can we go do a day trip here? Can we go do a vacation here? And most of that, I'm like, man, we, we can't afford all this. But mm-hmm. like the question I'm asking myself is, do I want my family, like at the end of the summer, do I want us to look back on this and go, hey, we sat in our living room and we binged Netflix together. What a great adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I how everything to death, that's what we'll produce. Yeah. Right. So so what's the outcome? What am I after? Um, I want my kids to, whenever they leave our house, I want them to be risk takers. I want them to dream big. And I think most of us, most everybody wants that for their kids. Mm-hmm. And living in an environment or creating a a atmosphere and environment in your home um, where you how things to death, I think will be the opposite of producing those big risk taking dream, big lockdown doors. I think it takes intentionally coaching that and giving permission because 
they might not know to do it naturally. Some do. Some are natural at it, but others need, not so much. Yeah, you need to get Abby and Caleb in on um, Lily's operation there. Then you guys have plenty of money. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Sell canvas bags. That's what someone posted, like a, a travel agent friend posted a yeah, trip yesterday, that. and I was like, yeah, I told Mickey, I was like, let's go. It was like a last minute mm-hmm. deal. I was like, well, you know, I'm like, let's just go. Those were you the know? best. And she said no. And I was like, well, we'll just get Lily to sell some more bags. I don't know. How many would that take? Yeah, it'd take a lot. It would take a lot. Really, I was, go ahead. No, I was just thinking, it really does empower. You give so much um, confidence to someone when you respond that way. I just was remembering coming in, you know, years ago to you guys saying, I want to lead teams to Uganda. And if you would have been like, okay, how? I'd have been like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Like they, the Holy Spirit puts a passion in your heart and you're like, okay, I want to do this and he's going to help me figure it out. Yeah. So I watched a mini documentary, uh, I don't know, a couple days ago on, it was on ultra running. Surprise, surprise. And <laughs> I can't tell you it was this, uh, this young girl who was running this massive trail in Australia that nobody had run end to end. It was like 250 kilometers, just like brutal trail. And she's like 24 and so they're asking her how she started. She said, I've actually been in the ultra running world for 10 years already because she started when she was 14. And it was kind of a big deal because her dad got a lot of hate because she was like, she wanted to do this. And so they signed up for a 100K race, which is like 60-something miles as at 14. And he just, he told her when she got to the start line, like, there's a lot of people here that do not think you should be doing this, that think I'm a terrible father for letting you do this. Don't let other people's, what they think is possible or not possible, keep you from doing the big things you want to do. So shut them all up and freaking murder this race. (laughs) (laughs) And she got like third as a 14 year old. And then she's like gone on to win. Like she got third at Western States, which is like the Super Bowl of trail running and, she's just like an amazing amazing runner now and she didn't have a running background at 14 it was just like her thought was i saw people coming off a course eating i like food and i like nature and this seems like a good way to combine the two (laughs) i would never i would never put that together for a race so i can eat at the end yeah Yeah. no you get to eat during the race that's the best thing about it man i'm trying to convince you all this is amazing sport you get to eat while you do it Mm. See, I can There's do so that. many things I can in my car, <laughs> in, my in a drive-thru. <laughs> Cammie, could you toss me that pen, please? No, or Mike. but Mike will. It's closer to me. I thought you were going to literally <laughs> just whip it at me. All right, next one, Daniel. Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, you pick. Well, Let's go. the eight ball will choose. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of pressure Let me on get this. it ready here. How about... On or up, down, all around. On or up, down, all around. All right, here we go. Pretend to shake it even though it doesn't matter. That's going to tell me no. I can feel it. Please be no. <laughs> As I see it, yes. Hey. <laughs> all right. I think there's three options on here, and two of them are yeses and one is a no. So it's a good chance it'll be a yes. Got a 66% yeah. chance. It's a wow. wild ball. Math genius <laughs> over here. Well, I... Uh, <laughs> Two-thirds is not a genius level arithmetic. <laughs> That's why I was sarcasm. Oh. 
<laughs> I didn't catch that. You're not catching a lot this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on this. Um, right, right after I said honor up, down, all around, I immediately regretted my decision and was hoping it would be a no. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, the hate ball is spoken, so yeah, I know. Yeah, we're, doing we're, we're doing it. So why don't you read what, what we have down for honor, up, down? How do we define that? We always give honor to the people around us, whether it is people serving on a team we lead, serving alongside of us, or someone above us. Honor up, down, all around. <clears throat> up, down, all around. Great little jingle. <laughs> or it wouldn't. Up, down, all around. So why did you choose this one and then immediately regret it? Well, the reason I immediately regretted it is I feel like some of it is a lot of overlap on what we just talked about as far as giving value. Well, it's uh, easy. But, yeah. Transition. I thought, it? well, that'd be better to talk about again in the next podcast episode. It's recorded on a different day. Episode <laughs> 18. <laughs> so episode 18. Come with a new perspective and fresh ideas but not a new shirt but not a new shirt yep so anyways we'll talk about it now all right so why do you like honor up down all around uh i don't know i like them all okay. <laughs> why did you pick this one so <laughs> you're really nailing it here i think wow um, first off wow yeah you're doing a great job you. i appreciate that <laughs> now how are you going to defend this position so i think um one of the things that I have seen, especially in uh, young, quality, like skilled leaders, people who are really good at what they do, and so they're handed leadership keys. Um, and I think we see this all around. This is not just a church thing, but one one major struggle I see in young leaders, particularly, is. Um, you get a big head, you get prideful and you start to think that kind of, um, because you've maybe risen through the ranks quickly or people, um, who are wise and are really good at this stuff have identified something in you. They've spoken something in, to you. They've called things out in you and given you these positions to lead other people. Now you kind of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rise up a little bit and and the people maybe below you or the people that didn't get there as fast are less than and i think this is such a beautiful tool to remind us one we lead by serving others um but we should give honor and value to everyone mm -hmm. um we can learn from everyone uh, i love you know as part of our sermon prep team we brought in somebody that wasn't on staff that was new to newer to faith mm -hmm. newer to church young guy didn't have kids yet and it was like we have a lot to learn mm -hmm. from him it, it doesn't need to be all theologians sitting here talking about how to communicate yeah um so it's just it's things like that and um and i think that's probably the biggest thing it's just um it's a beautiful model of keeping us humble, reminding us that uh, we should honor, value everyone, whether they're um, someone that I'm reporting to above me, a peer, someone that I'm leading, a volunteer, whatever it may be. Um, they have value, and I should uh, I should be able to honor them. I should be able to learn from them. I was just listening to a, a sermon, and this. Uh 
I don't think she's a pastor, but her name is Lisa. I wish I could remember her last name, but she was teaching at Elevation Turkish, this past Sunday. Turkers? No. no. I think it was Turner, though, or no. something, which it, it doesn't matter. But she was talking about young leaders um, just not having humility because they've been giving us given a stage very quickly out of the gate and they didn't have time to build the scaffolding of hum- mm. of humility mm. underneath it. So they just had that big head yeah. because they were had this big platform and stage without yeah. the whatever underneath. Yeah. groundwork. Yeah. Yeah. Character like, oh, mm-hmm. hasn't developed at mm-hmm. the same rate as skill. Yeah. yeah. Which is not necessarily their fault right. depending on, you know, who is discipling them and leading them and I was on the phone yesterday with, um, I'm in like this Facebook group. It's like a, a fitness thing. And they somehow knew I was a pastor, found out I was a pastor and her husband's in leadership at their church in California. And there's like, Hey, we, we have some questions on how you guys are structured and that kind of stuff. Can I call you, I've never met these people. And I mean, we ended up talking on the phone for like an hour and a half last night. Pretty cool conversation. But a lot of it was around this kind of stuff. Um, and so we actually talked about this document and it was like, did you tell them to listen to the podcast? No, I didn't. What are we doing? Here? We've just lost all credibility with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about in general, just these staff DNAs, I said DNAs. You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. Um, I don't know now. Everything I thought I knew to be true. It's either one. Yeah. Um, and just the, the value of that. And we, we talked about this one specifically just because there were some issues with that and what that was causing and um, the leadership issues that were happening. Um, and so I think this one is really, really, really valuable and important because like you said it makes it makes everyone feel like they're valued because at the end of the day they are especially yeah this is very true in the business world too for sure and your business will be better if you do this but this feels like a super spiritual one too and I know it's not written that way but I do feel like it actually is because that's the body of Christ. Like that was mm-hmm. the one place when the church started where like the playing field was leveled, like mm-hmm. slave, male, female, rich, poor, all of a sudden you came to this place and it was like leveled mm-hmm. and you had, you know, you had instances where, um, you know, if Cammy, you were the master of an estate and I was your slave you were my boss there, but we came to church and all of a sudden I was in a position of leadership here Mm. and you weren't. And like the humility to be able to live that out was kind of wild. Um, and that, that is a picture of the body of Christ. And so if we don't do that as a team, we're not embodying the body Mm -hmm. because, and it goes back to wow, not how, like you said, there's some overlap because if, you know, as a point leader, you don't practice this. People don't give ideas. You become the bottleneck of your organization. If you run mm-hmm. a business, you're the bottleneck of your organization because somehow you've convinced yourself that you are the stopping point and you are the end all be all. And nobody has the ability to say 
things to you. Again, it goes back to crucial conversations. If you honor up, down, all around, Nick, you can sit down with me and go, hey, I see maybe some of these things that might be issues. I don't know if, if you're aware of that or you violated this. If I don't honor up, down, all around, I can't hear that. Right. Yep. You don't do that. And now we have a major chasm in our team. And all of a sudden that grows, that grows, that grows. And then a leader looks around and goes, I wonder why nobody likes working here. Or I wonder why we can't keep staff. Or yeah. I wonder why our bottom line isn't as good as I would want it to be because you've just created this major chasm that nobody can get around and nobody wants to work at a place like that. I didn't realize um, until maybe you said that how connected honor up, down all around is to 5% living and having a crucial conversation. Yeah. The 5% living. That's cool. Anything else on that one? Cam. I don't really have anything more to say about it than what you already did. And I'll say going back to it being a spiritual issue at the, like the reality is, is, you know, if you run a business, yes, you're the boss and there's middle management and there's, you know, the hourly employees, but from a, from a, <coughs> that was an interesting, that was good. That was me trying to control a yawn. <laughs> that was your eyes going, please don't acknowledge this. Oh, please don't oh, acknowledge yeah. the sound I just made. <laughs> Um, as if we wouldn't uh, yeah from a jesus perspective though like we're all created beings made in the image of god and imago day yep um and to not honor that mm -hmm. is is a very anti-god thing um i'm not honoring you because of what you can do i'm honoring you because of who you are and that you were created by God. Yeah. Um, For me, this is just a great reminder, especially maybe when we are at our worst, uh, because I, you guys, um, people that go to church here, our volunteers have done some really boneheaded things in the past mm -hmm. and will do mm -hmm. some. In yeah. The we're future. not done doing boneheaded yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> and, this is a great reminder when you're really upset at someone for doing something that was just stupid or sinful or wrong and just being reminded like, yeah, this is a person created in God's image and I love them and I need to honor them. Even if they, you know, maybe deserve a talking to or, yeah. you know, a heart to heart conversation mm -hmm. or, a, mm -hmm. you know, w whatever it is mm -hmm. that you can still honor somebody. Yeah. even And in, going out of your way to, publicly show honor to people i think is a big thing as well um you know whether it's volunteers on your team whether it's you know the person you're you're following you know they're your leader any way you can publicly honor people i think is a good thing um and this this overlaps with the team as well because it's a very dishonoring thing when someone comes to cami and says hey that was really dumb why did we do that it's easy to go, well, I told him we shouldn't, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, yeah, that's wasn't my idea. Yeah. That's what, that's what the leader said. So that's <laughs> what we're doing. Like immediately you've created mm -hmm. dissension mm -hmm. and a dishonoring has taken place. Mm -hmm. 
when we don't in our values in our culture it's a dishonoring thing to not use we language mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah there's definitely some overlap i was just thinking how important this is in a family um home marriage whatever for me to honor my husband so that my children are seeing me honor him even if i'm frustrated with him or don't agree with someone not having that you know hash it out in front of mm-hmm. the kids or even you know if they are upset at him and me not yeah he's you know whatever um it man it has such an impact on how your kids honor you know their mom and dad and yeah and one another siblings yeah and how i honor my kids like Man, I was a screamer when my kids were little. I've grown out of that, thankfully, because I mean, your kids are they're pretty yeah. much out of the house. So who do I have to scream at? <laughs> Myself. The dog. The dog. It's now the dog. <laughs> but I just, I really was, I would just rage and scream when they were younger and, you know, all the way up to 10 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's not honoring. And mm. it was so disrespectful, even if they deserved it, but. Yeah, I've been in those moments where I'm like, I would never talk to another human being this way. I know. Right? Like, if I did this at work, people would be like, what is happening And if right someone now? screamed at me, yeah. I would be like, I'm never listening to you again. Yeah, or I'm fighting you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, yeah, I love, I mean, obviously, those of us with a, a faith background, um, this is so connected to our faith um, that we all matter, that we all have value. Uh, and as you were talking about that, it, that was such a great point. Um, but I was also thinking like, okay, so take maybe a faith element out of it. If, if that's not your thing, um, just logically, it just makes sense. And I was thinking back to, I think it was when, um, Alan Lelaney was CEO of Ford and he was talking about whenever he came in, one of the things that, that he did was he gave, and I hope I'm attaching this to the right company (laughs) it could be somebody totally different but um if i remember right one of the things that he did was he gave uh just blanket authority to anyone on the assembly line to stop the assembly line at any point if they saw something wrong um rather than it have to come from this you Mm -hmm. know lead person or a, um, a line supervisor or whatever anyone had the authority if they saw something wrong because they're the people on the ground. They're the yeah. ones doing the work. If they saw something wrong, um, or they also had the ability to speak that into whatever chain of command it needed to go to say, hey, if we do this, it will work better. It will be more efficient. It will be better for mm-hmm. the company. And and the radical change, um, not just the culture change, but also the quality um, and, and for the, the overarching business, uh, the change that occurred because you're giving value, you're giving a, a voice to the people that, you know, in this case, they're the ones on the ground that actually could see the problems, see what would fix it, um, rather than lording, you know, someone over them and that person's supposed to mm-hmm. have all the, you know, authority. When I worked at the factory, I won't say where, but anyway, um, I was on the assembly line and one supervisor, she was like, you have to get, and she was talking to all of us, you have to get these parts done by such and such a time. No one's leaving. Like she was just barking, barking. And it, we were like, 
well, we're just going to go slower now because now you've just made us angry. The next day we had a different supervisor and she was like, man, they up their orders. We have this many, um, you know, try to get as many done as you can. And she would come to every time she came past, she was so encouraging. You guys are doing such an awesome job. I can't believe how fast you're going. And we had all decided we're not leaving like we're going to make sure the parts are done for her yeah, because she's going to have to answer for it. And we did, and we had time to spare. So because she honored us. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And in return, you guys willingly chose to honor her. Yes. Just by your production. Absolutely. Yeah. We were not going to allow her to fail. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. All right, Cammy, which one do you want Mm. to move on to next? Um, because I'm not sure how to pronounce that one word. I'm going to go first mile, extra mile. Are you talking about battle mediocrity? Meteorosity. Mediocrity. Especially in all caps, that word is almost. You look at it, you're like, that's not a word. I was going to say it that way, but I was like, no, I'll just go with first Medi- mile, extra mile. Mediocrity. Mediocrity. <laughs> I have to make sure I'm looking through the right transition plans. Yeah. All right, so first mile, extra mile. Let's see. Here we go. I'm going to laugh if I get the first no. no. <laughs> you're hoping. Signs point to yes. <laughs> Come on, You Al. sounded so <laughs> sad. I know. I want to know. I want to play the game. <laughs> you got to hold it. There we go. Well, you didn't. You just clicked over to the next well, one. Well, that's what you should have done. <laughs> yeah. Got to hold it. You know how to do magic. You I'm trying to show you. <laughs> now like murder that. him. Give me this. Hey. You don't uh, have the power. Honor up, done all around. You don't have the power. <laughs> yeah, murdering stupid. isn't very honoring. <laughs> stupid. All right, first mile, extra mile. So besides your inability to read, yes. why did you choose this one? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't very honoring either. <laughs> what are we doing? First okay, mile, a first mile, now, one extra thing mile. for us, sarcasm <laughs> is honoring. Okay, yes. like, Yeah, if you sarcastically. Man, I'm me. honoring the heck out of you today. <laughs> also, in our next episode, we're going to talk about a value that will yes. explain how explain we interact that. better. <laughs> Okay, so this one says leaders go first. Leaders also go the extra mile when others have quit. Um, yeah, I just think this is so huge, so important. If you expect someone to follow you um, and you want them to do things that you yourself are not doing or have not, you know, shown them how to do or whatever, um, yeah, that's not, not going to go well. Or when you're just sitting down you know, watching them work or do whatever it is and not going the extra mile. I don't know. Yeah. Just. So not all of these, and we talked about this, I think last episode, not all of these are like from the pages of scripture. Yeah. Right. But this one, I do is. think this one is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just a couple of examples when the Israelites are crossing the Jordan, it was like, call the leaders together. They'll step into the water first. They'll hold the water up. You know, they'll when they're in the water, when the ark's in the water, the water will be dammed up river, and then you know everyone can cross. But they had to go first, mm-hmm. and then you see the example of Jesus going first with the crucifixion and um, everything he did. Honestly, it's just it's that idea of don't just do the bare minimum. Like from a practical, maybe non-spiritual side, it's don't do the bare minimum. Don't just do what you need to do to get by. Like go first and then go one more. Um, 
and I just think that's such an important it's such an important value for leaders yeah. I, th- I think well and that extra mile is also scriptural yeah that's where I thought you were going with yeah. the Romans yeah yeah um, where you were required uh, the Roman law was if, if you were a Jew you were required to carry their armor mm-hmm. um, for a mile and Jesus was telling them hey um, go another mile mm-hmm. don't just do the the bare minimum but yeah but yeah i was go going on. there but i forgot you, yeah i know you are. <laughs> that's all right thanks for picking that up for me Which, like, can you even imagine how like that just burns anger in me first of all that i have to carry your bag for you mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you're the uh, seemingly the enemy the yes you know mm-hmm. other country that's coming in came in and invaded Occupying. yeah and then to be like you know what i'm gonna carry your bag another mile mm-hmm. <laughs> like how humbling but as like a Roman officer, does that just like burn you up a little bit? Like, I, the, like yeah, the I second mile, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know how I would respond as the guy getting my bag carried. Like, no, you're not carrying an extra mile. I'm sure, I'd <laughs> be happy. You'd be to. like wrestling. No. <laughs> be like, he's like, carry my own stuff. He's like crazy. <laughs> I don't want what you to happening? gladly carry it. Yeah. I want you to do it. Out I of want it. this to be painful for you. <laughs> I think it would get. It would be so easy to get Mike to carry his own stuff. <laughs> bet you can't <laughs> not with those small arms <laughs> one mile i bet you can't even make it a mile sorry nick what were you saying no, you're good um how i've seen this played out just outside of outside of the church um has been when i uh, worked in food industry and there was one specific manager that i had that would you know, come back and help wash dishes. I mean, they're like, they're wearing a white dress shirt, like mm-hmm. nice khaki pants, and they'd like roll up their sleeves, come back and help do dishes. Or they would, you know, get in the kitchen and help, you know, make a few extra burgers or, or whatever it was. And that was huge, I think, for everybody on the team. You know, he would run food. He would, you know, refill sodas, you know, whatever mm-hmm. um, needed to happen during the day, you know, at the end of the night, he had a lot of paperwork to do at the end of the night and he'd come out and help, you know, clean up and close the restaurant down. He was always the last person out the door, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, maybe he had to be legally, but (laughs) you're like, now looking back, (laughs) you don't want you guys to steal all the food. (laughs) Yeah. It's like these idiots are going to take everything from me. (laughs) But there were times where I know for a fact that he was there way longer than he had to be because he was busy taking care of us. Um, one thing that I really value, um, and something super simple here, but I think a way that it plays out is, um, you know, there's sometimes where we have to tear down, and reset up the entire auditorium Mm -hmm. and our entire team does that together most of the time if everyone's available and that really the setting up because we argue about where the road yeah i I gotta get out of there because i just i'm like my brain doesn't (laughs) think this way and everyone's mad at me for putting a chair in the wrong place (laughs) tearing down is great yeah (laughs) but that's that's not always how it was um you know i think there's a a dark underbelly to this as well. And it can be a trap. Like let's use the restaurant manager. He has a, he has a job to do. He has a role to play. And you sometimes wonder like, 
could you have done your job better had you not been trying to wash the dishes and flip burgers and you know it's that balance of like look you you want to go first you want to lead by example but i'm not paid to wash the dishes like I'll, i'll wash them if we need to but even someone coming alongside of him to honor up going like hey you don't have to wash the dishes, man. We got this. Go do your paperwork because I can't do that. Well, there were times think, where we didn't have dishes to use, so yeah, yeah he, he yeah, really yeah. did. That's what yeah. I mean. There, there's definitely places for it, but he's I, trying to get I out of having to do cheers in the future. I hear where this is going. Yeah, I, I hear it too. I think the trap. I'm is, not setting them back up. You don't want me or Cammy setting chairs up. I promise no, you. I'm I'm on the other team. Like, let's get these rows correct so that. The 25 <laughs> behind them are right. Yes. <laughs> but there's some tension about what is correct, though, every time it seems like. It seems like we've done this enough. We should have it nailed down. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. I think the the trap for um, a leader is there is a very, very big difference between I'm going to lead by example and I'm going to lead by serving my team or organization between that and I'm going to be a part of everything because I can't let go of control. That's what Correct. I was wondering Those if it was very, very different yeah. Yeah. things. Like micromanaging every right. detail because you can't just right. trust. And I don't think that's what he was doing. No. He no, saw, no. oh, we have no plates. We, we talk about like he's watching the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like, try to apologize no, to he him. He did a great Sorry, Clark. Job. Sorry, Clark. I think you're awesome. I think you explained it great. I, I would work for him yeah. if we were in a restaurant. And when he didn't work there anymore, it was horrible yeah. because yeah. the other managers just were looking out for themselves. Yeah, and I think as a leader, you've got to you've got to be able to self-assess and know, um, am I doing a good job of of going first and going the extra mile, or am I having a problem of turning over leadership keys or being a workaholic? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, sure. You know, because there are conflicting, there can become conflicting things if you. You know, you have a family, you're a parent, you're a mom, you're a dad, and you're going, well, no, I'm going to stay four extra hours at the office every day because I want my staff to know, but you're also now teaching them that their family is not as important as this job. So it's really just that tightrope of leaders do go first and they go the extra, but don't burn yourself out. Yeah, not extra 10 miles, just one. (laughs) Just go one, okay? (laughs) Just go an extra one. Yeah, and I th- I think for us as a team, um, it's just really simply like, look, if we can't ask someone else to do what we're not willing to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about like we did a, a large capital campaign uh, building project with a lot of missional um, funds involved. It was it was incredible. Um, but as as staff as elders as leaders of the church um, we can't ask people to financially sacrifice and give to that if we're not willing to do the same mm-hmm. um, when we talk about uh, discipleship we can't ask other people to mentor and disciple others if we're not willing to do it we've, we've got to be able to go first yeah yeah, yeah I like this Th- this is one of my one of my favorites this one is Okay, you seemed like you were trying to backpedal out of it. <laughs> no, not at all. I I know some people naturally embody this though. Like they're again, like the wow not how. Some people are really good at it. Some people it takes work. Some yeah. people are really good at this and almost too good at this 
and the propensity can be to burn yourself out yeah because you're just carrying everything and whether it's a control thing you're just now carrying everything doing everybody's job and that's just a recipe for burnout yeah Yeah. i don't know if this makes sense um But in in my new role in family ministry, um, you know, kind of overseeing the warehouse for this season, it's been, I think, a really good thing for me to understand, know, and appreciate all that goes into making our elementary program happen. Mm -hmm. And kind of as we put together a team to oversee that and take over all, all... the a million different roles <laughs> that need to be created to um, keep that running forward. I think that um, it's helped me just appreciate what the volunteers are going to be doing, all those different things. And mm-hmm. so I have, um, yeah, just been glad to be able to know at a more intimate level what it takes to make all of it happen mm-hmm. and and the it, effort and it I, I feel like if i if i never had the opportunity to be in this position could anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> you know think that um i'm legitimate or i know you know this guy has never been in our shoes he's never you know done yeah. this or that and i think that um like this value has been something i've been thinking about over the last uh, month or so just thinking like, okay, no, I like, I'm not going the first mile technically. Cause there's a lot of people who have been going for <laughs> 20 years miles. worth of miles <laughs> before uh, I showed up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind I of guess. like a business that's family owned. You see this all the time that, you know, the dad started the company and then, you know, the son, daughter, whatever came along and didn't have to start at the ground, like mm-hmm. sweeping the floors right. or whatever. They started in the office and management or whatever. And then it just Trigger. was a dumpster fire yeah. after that. And that's literally what. Yeah, yeah it's a dumpster fire now, Nick. No. <laughs> that's not I what you say. <laughs> If you didn't know all these little details about, right. oh my goodness, printing curriculum is really annoying, but yeah. it has to be done. And now you understand that and you can hand that off to someone, but you have started on the ground, uh, on the floor sweeping yeah, and sure. now you have a better, better understanding and can manage it. Yeah. So. I appreciate that. All right. Well, that was, that was the next three in our staff DNA, uh, I was going to try to pretend like we were going to do something different, but we're not. Um, Unofficial sponsor. I got one. Oh, you have one? I have one. I said I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see I said I do not. (laughs) I can talk about something I like, though. I'll do it. I'll do it. You're Uh, doing the one. You're not doing both of them. I refuse to let it. That's fine. We don't have to talk about both. I've got got two. We're ruining the illusion of... Um, so these are my sunglasses. Okay. I have two brands of sunglasses that I use and I'll, it's a two for one special. Okay. So these are blenders. I I'm a big believer. And for a long time, I bought just cheap gas station sunglasses because I was like, I'm going to lose them. I'll break them. And I, I was like, man, I want to buy nice sunglasses to see if I will actually take better care of them. And I did, but I still don't want to buy like Oakley's, you know, like I'm not, I'm not at that level. Uh, so these are good, like middle of the road. Oh, 
Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Could you bring the Bluetooth down to none? Oh, just Let's pull do it down. That. There we go. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that's so that's right through that. the that system. That is way worse than anything Daniel has ever done <laughs> yeah, up until this sure point. Is. You By are way, himself, guys, sir. That was Dave Nichols calling me. Um, so these are blenders. The other ones I use are a brand called Gooder. We've talked about Gooder in the past. It's been a sponsor. Yeah. Has it? It has 100%. Did I do it? Yes. yes. Dang, I just love it that much. <laughs> wow. All right. So wow. forget that one. I got another one. All right. I've got sponsors. Oh my God. <laughs> I can call you and tell you, give you some ideas. Camp Barnabas. <laughs> hey, this is a great one. This is a great sponsor. Yeah. This is a great unofficial sponsor. They don't sponsor us. We sponsor them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a reverse sponsorship. <laughs> They've given us. Um, so, yeah. We we send a group of students here the last couple of years. I've I've been here uh, with a group of students in my student ministries days. In student ministry days, it's an amazing camp. It's a camp for uh, students who are developmentally and physically disabled. They have two camps. One is um, handicap accessible. The other one's not. Um, but it's just so hard to explain. And every camp, every student we've sent, every adult we've sent will tell you the mm-hmm. same thing. It is really difficult to put into words the amazingness you experience. Um, it's just, it is a place full of joy. It is, it's a joy to serve because you know what you're doing for these families. You're providing families in some cases, like a week off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on 24 seven providing care for their child. And for them, it's a week off. Um, there's a week of camp that's sibling camp. So if you know, all your siblings come if if one's developmentally or physically disabled, the others aren't. They all come and they have kind of these separate camps. Parents just get a week off, and they need it. Uh, and they need it, and it's showing it's showing value um, to to this community of people where a lot of times they're not valued. It's just it's an amazing it's an amazing place. So and, I, and just from talking to Alex, there is nothing these kids can't do at camp. Oh no. I mean they're like it's ins- like they're doing archery, they're doing zip line, they're water slides, they're swimming, they're boating, they're I mean, it's a week of camp. It's a yeah. week of camp. And they're in the the very final stages of a seven million dollar yeah. capital campaign to upgrade their camp to build new facilities to put in a brand new pool ga- gazebo <laughs> too soon bro <laughs> so um, i i will say this go to their website or their youtube channel or their vimeo channel watch some of their videos because you'll probably just cry because you'll be so happy with what you're watching yeah. um i keep pointing this mug because it says camp Barnabas, by the way um <laughs> it's just yeah it's an it's an amazing unofficial sponsor that we love and are super excited for what they're doing in the world and the difference they're making. So awesome! That's our unofficial sponsor, Great. and buy some gooders because they're awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? We're done. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us for another episode of Thoughtful Thursday. We will see you again in a couple weeks.